0: the no-whining world of January Jones.
1: Greetings, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous, fantastic day. I'm January Jones, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast today. As my listeners know, my new brand is the Glitter Granny. <laughs> as we know, we all wear many hats during our life, wife, mother, sister, friend, as we go through life every day. And today I'm wearing my silver interview hat. The thing I love about hats is then you don't really have to fuss much with your hair. <laughs> now for my listeners, let me ask you...
0: A question.
1: Have you ever thought about
0: being more successful?
1: Have you ever thought about making more money? I think we all have. Have you ever wanted to get some help figuring out what your actual life goals really truly are? Would you like to meet someone who has walked the walk, and he certainly has talked the talk. He is the father of affirmations. Now, I didn't say affirmations. I said affirmations. Tell me, do you ever wish you could make your dreams come true? Well, we all wish that. Would you like to meet someone who will share his own experiences, helping people to achieve their own dreams of wealth and happiness? Let me ask you, have you ever heard of an amazing book called The Seven Figure Life? How to leverage the four focus factors for more wealth and happiness? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions I've asked, then you are in the right place. And I'd like to welcome you to Jen Gray Jones Sharing Success Stories. So now it's time. Rest, relax, go get some wine, get some cheese. And join us in the no-wine zone. Let me tell you about our guest today. He is known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach to the start. He is the author of 22 books. Can you imagine that? Including The Seven-Figure Expert, his latest book, The Ultimate Guide to a Life of More Impact, Influence, and Financial Freedom. And you can get a free copy, and we'll tell you how you can do that during the show. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Noah St. John. Hi, Noah. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well, January. Great to be back here with you.
1: Oh, I, I was... So happy to have you back today. I, I was going to share with my listeners that, you know, so many people come on the show and they'll say to me, oh, if you ever need a guest, call me. I'll be there for you. Well, actually, Noah kept his word. Because <laughs> I just had a, sadly, we had a guest who had to cancel. As you know, those things happen. And I sent uh, Noah an email and he was right back saying, yes, he could do it. So I'm... Especially pleased to have you with us today. Um, okay, Noah, let's start the show. Last time you were fabulous guest, and twenty-two books. Are you are you serious? <laughs> yeah, well,
2: it's actually it's uh, by the time this airs, it might be up to twenty-three or twenty-four. I've got two more books coming out this year, so yeah. Oh. It's, uh, I just keep rocking and rolling. You know, I just, uh, if you could see a picture here behind me, this uh, these are a few of my books that I've written here and published. And these are some of my books in other languages, 18 languages so far uh, for my, you know, my books in various uh, you know, languages like uh,
1: uh-huh.
2: Hungarian and Japanese and French and Portuguese and Chinese. And it just goes on and on. So yeah, I, I just, I love when I was a kid, I, I just, I love reading books. I, I grew up in the library, you know, uh-huh. just reading, I was, reading self-help books when i was a little kid uh you know a young kid and um i just i always dreamed of being an author you know a lot of most boys they dream about being a baseball player football player astronaut whatever i i wanted to be an author so you know which is awfully nice because my you know i'm living my dream and now i get to help other people live their dreams as well so it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun
1: incredible i've only written six books and uh, as a, an, and being an author is something I'm very proud of, too, mm-hmm. especially since I didn't write my first book until I was 50 years old. So I was ready and, and born, but 22. Now, share with our listeners, because I know a lot of people, everyone thinks they've got a book in them. And, you yeah. know, that's the act of life. <laughs> After you write a book, you hear about everyone else's. I could, I'm going to write a book, two stories. Right. What's your method? How do you crank out these books? Yeah, you know, it's
2: really funny that you asked that because my clients kept asking me that same question. And now we actually created a book done for you service because, uh, wow. you know, people that ask me that same question, you know, and they basically said, you know, Noah, can you help me write my book? And mm-hmm. so we have that now. We have a book done for you service. Just go to our website. You can just Google me, Noah St. John or com and you can, uh-huh. uh, check that out. But. Uh, yeah, so I do have a, a, a very systematic approach to creating and writing books that are very um, – it's very important to me uh, that the reader walks away with tangible um, action steps. Uh, don't you hate it when, you you know, you're, you're reading a book and maybe you're halfway done or even you get all the way through and you're like, okay, uh, what am I supposed to do now, you know? And, and I always hated that. And, and the other thing that I can't stand – is when uh, authors, whether it's self-help authors or, or, you know, nonfiction, whatever, and basically all it is is a bunch of stories. And it's like, okay, I I understand the point of stories. I get that. And Mm -hmm. stories are important. I mean, stories is how we humans have been, you know, teaching for thousands of years. So it's not like it's wrong. But the problem is that a lot of those uh, other writers out there, you know, or or so-called gurus, you know, that's all they do is tell story, 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 story. And you're like, OK, well, that was great. But What am I supposed to do? So that's, you know, I, so I have a lot of pet peeves, <laughs> you could say, when it comes to writing books and or, you know, and reading them. So one of the things that I do with all of my books, you know, again, as you can see back here, um, is that I really make it very tangible for the reader. And I'm always sitting there thinking, well, what, what do I wish someone would have taught me a long time ago? Oh, the subject, you know, it could be, could be health. It could be like uh, one of my books that I'm uh, co-authoring right now is with, uh, with a stem cell doctor in Nashville. And we're, uh, we're writing an anti-aging book together. So Mm, he actually hired me to, you know, get his book done. He actually said, he told me when he hired me, he said, no, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book for 10 years. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well. I got his book done for him in six weeks. We got it done in six weeks. So, you know, now it's just promotion and, and, you know, marketing and all those things you have to do when a book comes out, as you know. And so anyway, the the, the thing that I want people to remember is, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of people, uh, some studies say that uh, 80% of Americans want to write a book. And honestly, I think everybody should write a book. If you are an entrepreneur right now, I really think you should write a book. You know, whether you are a coach, whether you're a course creator, whether you are an architect or a chiropractor or um, a dentist, um, you know, a wealth manager. I mean, I've helped all of these types of people and more to create their books and online courses. You really need to have a book. And here's a couple of reasons why. First of all, think about how competitive it is out there today in any niche, any market you want to name. I mean, there's just no niche where it's not hyper competitive you know, especially take the coaching industry, right? Everybody and their brother is a coach at this point, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just you know, you can't throw a rock without hitting a coach <laughs> and uh, they're just <laughs> everywhere. And so one of the things that can um, separate you from your competition is have you written a book? So think about it this way. Let's say you're thinking about hiring a coach <laughs> and coach A has written a book and coach B has not who are you probably going to go with you're probably going to go with coach a who's written a book or 20 years. you know what i'm saying so that's just the fact of writing a book puts yeah. you in a, a higher competitive advantage right yes. and so that's one reason another another reason why you should write a book again for those of you listening to the program uh, yeah. if you know as an entrepreneur um is to really uh have a legacy right because I'm sure most of the people listening to this program may, are in, like helping professions. You know, like I said, like a coach or even a health professional, chiropractor, dentist. You know, I call these the helping professions. You're helping people. Right. And the fact is, I'll, I'll give you an example from uh, one of my another one of my clients. So we, I was working with one of my clients. Uh, her name's Stacy, and she's a chiropractor up in Canada. And, you know, she said to me, Noah, you know, I want to make more money in my practice. She's a fourth generation chiropractor. And I said, "Okay, that's great. And she said, well, you know, what I'm going to do is, you know, because she had already been learning from me and taking my classes. She said, Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start marketing myself more and I'm going to get more patients in my practice. I'm going to see more patients and adjust more patients. That's how I'm going to make more money. I said, well, that's great, Stacey. That's, you know, that's a fine plan. I just want you to know that you just told me that now you're going to be able to not see your family more than ever. Right. You're going to be spending more time at the office. You're not going to see your family going to be working all the time. And is that really the life you want? And she's like, Gee, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) I was like, well, you know, there's only one of you. Right. You only have two hands. You, You can only adjust so many people. Right. So for those listening, think about is that what you're doing? Are you doing a lot of one on one work? Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But the point is, or the problem with that is, that there is always a ceiling on your income, right? You have a ceiling just by virtue of the fact that you can't work 24 hours a day. You cannot do it, right? right? And not only that, you don't want to do it, right? You don't want to just be working all the time. You want to spend time with your family, right? You want to have, do fun things while making money. So that's what I told her. And I said, you know, Stacey, we could take everything that's in your head, package it up, in a book and in an online course, and then you can sell it to the whole world, not just your little community up there in Canada. You can sell it to the entire world because of this wonderful tool called the Internet. Long story short, I helped her take what was in her head, package it up in actually several books now, and an online course, and now she's making six figures a month when she was making nothing, literally zero, from because she didn't have any products. It was all her working with her two hands. She's still doing that, loves her practice, but now she's making six figures a month just on the side and it's something that, and by the way, she was able to not only spend more time with her family, but her dream was to take her family on a trip to the Grand Canyon. She uh-huh. said, no, if we get there in like five to seven years, that would be like my dream come true. We
1: got it there in less than 18 months. Just <laughs> because it's So it's really powerful, and it can really change your life. And, you know, it's, uh, for people who are thinking about writing a book, I'll tell you, it changes the game. <laughs> It opens the door. When people ask me about coming on the show and how they can be on the show, well, the first thing I ask is, have you written the book? Because if you've written the book, it's on your resume. It gives you credibility. Mm -hmm. It just opens doors. And uh, speaking of opening doors, Mm -hmm. this book opened a lot of doors for me. Yeah.
0: Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com.
1: Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said, Noah St. John's methods are about discovering what we should have known all along. We are truly powerful beings with unlimited potential. doesn't get any better than that, does it?
2: Well, Stephen Covey was my inspiration for getting into this business. And I I listened to his uh, audio tape. And yes, it was on an audio tape that's how long ago in the in the early or mid nineties. Uh-huh. And um it really changed my life. And so I, I when I listened to his program I was at actually at a very low point in my life. Uh I had just um I just made a decision to commit suicide and at the last moment my life was spared. So I you know, I was just getting over that experience. And so I found his work and It really changed my life, and then about a year after that, I actually had the opportunity to interview Dr. Covey uh, by phone, and we had 20 uninterrupted minutes, uh, which for me was just a dream come true, and he was just, uh, he was so perfect, and just exactly what you would have hoped uh, Stephen Covey to be, um, I don't know, for those of you who are familiar with his work, Um, and um, um, he, he said something I never, I'll never forget, and it's something that still you know, drives me and motivates me to this day, every day. And I asked him, I said, Dr. Covey, how do you handle it when people worship you? Because this was before I had written any of my books. You know, I hadn't written a single book uh, at that point. It was in the, uh, you know, '96. <laughs> and I, but I wanted to be an author. You know, like I talked about earlier, I always dreamed about being an author and a speaker and a coach and things like that. I was wanted to do it, but I didn't know what I was going to talk about or write about. <laughs> but he was my inspiration. And so I, I wanted to hear from his lips, you know, how do you, well, so how do you handle that? You know, you're speaking in front of all these groups and how do you, how do you handle that? How do you, basically I saying, you know, how do you not get a big ego? Which, yeah. not, I, so I said, how, how do you do that? And he said something I'll never forget. He said, Noah, I want people to leave my seminars and any experience with me more impressed with themselves than with me. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Nice. That really hit home because think about how opposite that is of all the gurus that we have today, which is all about, look at me, look how cool I am. Look at my jet, look at my helicopter, look at my car, you know, and aren't I awesome. And it's like, yeah, you're awesome, man. Have you helped anybody else? You know, and usually the answer is not really, you know, that's one of the things that I realized after paying all those guys over half a million dollars, which is that they can't piece out of on paperback. You know, number one. And number two, they don't really have a system for success. They have what I call personality-driven success. See, that's the opposite of what Dr. Covey did and what I do. It's the, You know, because I have a system that's, you know, for writing books. I have a system for helping people, you know, add six or seven or even eight figures to their business. It's all about systems. And the thing is, when you see these personality-driven gurus, you realize that they don't really have a system. They just are very good at what they do, which is promoting themselves. They're great self-promoters. Mm -hmm. But once you pay them money, you come to find out there's no there there. (laughs) There's nothing Mm -hmm. there. And they're just selling air. And it's like, wow, Mm -hmm. I paid you all that money and there's nothing here. You know, so that's one of the things that I've been talking about for many years now. And and now every time I go on social media, I see other people talking about it now, too. And it's like, Mm -hmm. gee, I paid all the gurus all this money and they didn't have anything. I'm like, really? No kidding. I didn't know. You know, that's what I've been saying for 10 years.
1: And
2: anyway, um, having that um, endorsement from Dr. Covey literally was, you know, yeah. one of the highlights of my, my life, my career, uh, because he, you know, he wrote, he he read one of my earlier books uh, and, and gave me that endorsement. And um, Earlier
1: books, which which was, tell us, what was your first book? The first book you wrote. And well, the very
2: first book that I wrote was called Permission to Succeed. And um, that's because I realized that what, what I do is very different in this industry. And that's one of the reasons, frankly, people hire me after they've gone to all the gurus and they realize there's no there there. And then they, they, they hire me and they, re- and they say, wait a minute. Uh, oh, my gosh, no one's doing something different here. And they start to add six and seven and even eight figures in record time. We call that hockey stick growth, right? They're kind of going along like this and then. You know the magic happens and then you know hockey stick so um what i realized back in 1997 over 25 years ago now was that we don't really need more how-to's of success instead what we actually need for most of us is we need to give ourselves permission to succeed hence the name permission to succeed in fact i actually trademarked that term i own that term permission to succeed and i was the first person to ever talk about that uh, you know, people are talking about it, but I was the first one to ever point out that wait a minute, we don't need more how-tos. What we need is a system. All this comes back to systems. A system to actually give ourselves permission to succeed. Because I realized that I was starving myself of success my whole life. That was another term that I came up with. I call it success anorexia. There are tens of millions of people all around the world, in the United States, Canada, you know, all around. In fact. You know, people have bought my books and my courses and hired me as a coach, you know, in over 140 countries now, all Mm -hmm. around the world for the past 25 years. And I realized that tens of millions of people are unknowingly, unconsciously starving themselves of the success they're capable. So I fixed that problem 25 years ago. And that's one of the reasons that my clients make so much money so quickly.
1: Yeah. Permission to Succeed. Mm -hmm. That's a great title. I love it. And I, I haven't seen the book, but I'm sure you have, as you know, a great cover. (laughs) <laughs> that is also one of the. <laughs> well, that book
2: actually became this book, uh, which is called Power Habits, as you and you can see it back uh, back over there. Anyway, so this book, Power Habits, is actually um, the the newest iteration of what I discovered 25 years ago. Power Habits, uh, that book, Power Habits, which you can find at PowerHabitsBook.com, um, actually came out in 2019, and it's the newest iteration. We call it the power habit system. And the full title is the power habits of unconsciously successful people. I discovered 25 years ago, what highly successful people are doing unconsciously that therefore, number one, they don't even know they're doing it. And number two, more importantly, they can't teach it to you. So that's why, you know, the gurus are basically great at self promotion and they're unconscious at whatever they're doing. And that's why they don't, there's no there there because they don't even know what they're doing, really. They just do it not naturally. I'm constantly I'm like, well, that's great for you, but how about the rest of us? You know what I mean? And so that's why, you know, what my teaching is different. And I actually systematized, I broke it down in a way that, frankly, most people have never heard of and, and certainly have never tried. I'll give you yeah. a quick example. Um, sure. One of my clients, um, actually, he he read, he, he told me the story, um, and he found this book in Barnes & Noble. It's called, again, mm-hmm. the, the book's called Power Habits. And he walked by it three times. He, he okay. just, it was on display at Barnes & Noble. He walked, kept walking by it, walking by it. And finally, he just said, i got to get this book. Something about this book is calling to me, he said. And so he read about half the book. He didn't even finish the whole thing. He contacted me on my website, uh-huh. and he said, Noah, I want you to coach me because, you know, you're the coach that I've been looking for. This is exactly what I need right now. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, Noah, you know, I know I'm holding myself back. He said, now, he was doing well. I mean, he was doing six figures in his business. I had six figures. But he said, um, you know, I know I can do so much more. And he said, you know, this is the key that I've been looking for. So anyway, um, I I asked him, I said, how much do you think not having this in place is going to cost you this year? He said, a million dollars. No, if I don't get this in place, I'm going to lose a million dollars. I mean, I'm going to lose out on at Um, least a million dollars that I know is just sitting here. So I said, give me 10% of that million. That's 100K. And I will find you a million dollars in the next 12 months. In other words, I'm, I'm known for just helping people find money that's just right there that they just can't <laughs> see and they can't mine it. It's like you're standing on a gold mine digging away with a teaspoon. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I show you how to use a backhoe and get that gold that's right there in front of you. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he paid me 100K. That's, you know, that's 10% of a million. So yeah. I coached him one-on-one for 12 months. And what happened was I didn't actually find him a million dollars in that 12 months. I found him $1.8 million in just 10 months. <laughs>
0: so <laughs>
2: you want to talk about hockey stick? It was a And <laughs> not only that, uh, with the, the coda of it is that he emailed me and said, Noah, guess where I am? I'm on vacation now with my wife. We're taking a seven-week vacation. We just bought a new RV with all this money we've got now. Bought uh-huh. a new RV. Where My wife and I were driving the Southeast, just taking a seven-week vacation. He said, so now... Noah, Not only am I making more money than ever before, I also have more time than I ever had. So it's not just about the money, but more importantly, it's about the time that you gain really winning your life back.
1: Yeah. And as you and I both know, time is money and it's the most important thing in your life. Um, tell us a little bit how long you're you've been married to Babette, and uh, how long have you been married and how did you meet her?
2: Yeah. Oh, boy, is that a funny story. (laughs) So, um, um, and
1: I'll do that. We have to take a break.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Take a
1: break.
0: (laughs) Let me ask you a question. Are you still wondering who killed Kennedy? Over 50 years later, the assassination is still a mystery. It is unfinished business for our country. Now, get ready for a theory that you've never heard before but will make more sense than any other conspiracy theory that you've ever heard in the past. January Jones speaks the unspeakable in her book, Jackie, Ari, and Jack, The Tragic Love Triangle, connecting Jackie and Aristotle Onassis romantically prior to JFK's assassination. Did you know that Ari was Jackie's guest in the White House during the JFK funeral? He was the only non-family member who was invited by Jackie to stay there during the funeral. Aristotle Onassis was one of the wealthiest men in the world, with the means, the motive, and the money to order an assassination that was the perfect crime of the last century. Ari needed class, and Jackie needed cash. They were perfect for each other. Now, what is Camelot? It is but another tragic love triangle. Jackie, Ari, and Jack is available at januaryjones.com amazon.com and audiobooks.com read by ms jones
1: welcome back with my fabulous guest um okay i want to hear how you met babette i mean how long are you married and tell us the whole little uh romance
2: Yeah. Well, I started my company, successclinic.com in 1997, over 25 years ago, in a 300 square foot basement apartment with $800 in a book on HTML. So I had nothing. I had no money, no business experience, no marketing, no sales, no nothing. But I just (laughs) had one thing going for me, which was a dream and a vision to help people and make a difference around the world. As Steve Jobs put it, put a dent in the universe. So I started okay. doing that, right? And, and things were going okay, but the problem was that I didn't really have the training, I didn't have the support, and I didn't have the help that I needed. So I ended up paying all these gurus all this money, yeah. only to find out they suck at teaching. And so they gave me a lot of terrible advice, which unfortunately I followed, I listened to them, and so I ended up losing everything. And in 2007, 10 years later, okay. I ended up $40,000 in credit card debt as a result of listening to all this terrible advice and yeah. having to move into my parents' basement at age oh. 40. So ch- oh, try that okay. on for size. Basement number one in 1997 to basement number two in 2007 with less money than basement number one. So, oh, of course, yeah. you know, my parents, you know, they, they took pity on me. They took me in and they said, you know, what you've been doing this 10 years. you got nothing to show for it. Maybe you should go get a job, you know. You should quit, <laughs> give up, you know. And they, so, were, they um, were doing it from a loving space. They weren't being mean. They were just, you know, dude, this is not working, you know and i was like no i and i just i couldn't give up so for those folks listening i mean i'm i'm sure everybody listening has had moments like that where you're like man you know i think i just want to give up but you just you know you keep going you find the reason why to keep going and i did you know so that was when i made the decision that changed everything for me and i hired my first real business coach now prior to that i was you know as i mentioned you know paying all those gurus and that was a terrible mistake and you know there was no they had nothing to say except really bad advice. So this business coach really helped me and finally I was able to put it together. So the point is I started to make money online really for the first time okay. after 10 years of no, really very little or nothing to show for it. So <laughs> I started to make money. So I was talking with a friend of mine and he and I had spoken at an event in Las Vegas together. And he said, you know, and I'm telling him, you know, I really want to get out of my parents' basement. I mean, this sucks. I'm 40 <laughs> years old. you got to be kidding me, right? You know, this, <laughs> is, this is no good. And he said, well, why didn't you, move? now he, I didn't know this, but he actually lived in Ohio. And so, cause we had met in Vegas and anyway, so we're talking on the phone. He says, Hey Noah, why don't you move here to Ohio? It'll be fun. And I'm going Ohio fun, Ohio fun. I don't get that. Hmm. That now mm-hmm. I don't see it, but there was something inside of me that this went ding. And I was like, I'm supposed to move to Ohio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, and I'm sure everyone listening can relate to that too, right? You just, you know, something up here doesn't doesn't make any sense in your head, but something in your heart or your or your gut, your intuition, whatever it is, your higher knowing, you know, and it just you do that thing and it works out amazing. Well, that's what I did, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't know what the heck I'm doing here. But uh, so I moved here uh, to Ohio in April 2007,
1: and where in Ohio?
2: What's that? Where in Ohio? Uh, I'm in Northeast Ohio. It's uh, actually I'm 10 minutes from the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
1: That's oh, where I,
2: where I live okay. right now. So, you know,
1: you don't know, but I married uh, Ohio State Buckeye.
2: Oh wow, nice. Well, that's great. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great school and a, and a great state. And so anyway, I so I came here in April, uh, April 2007, and that friend who was the only person that I knew in Ohio. He introduced me to one of his friends, and that friend introduced me to Babette. So that's how I met her. So literally three weeks after I moved here, I met the woman who would be my wife. So we've been married twelve years now, been together sixteen years, and uh, yeah, Ohio's been very good to me. Let's just put it that way.
1: Okay. Well, I'm married in Ohio, and the interesting thing is I'm actually from Michigan, which oh, is
2: boy. I've heard of. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Wow, that must be some interesting conversation.
1: Yeah, but after fifty. 50- three years guess who I cheer for I cheer for Ohio
2: Ohio exactly well as I always say when people bring that up I don't have a dog in this fight I'm from Maine so you know I don't have a dog in the fight I just look back and I go wow okay you guys get pretty passionate here so but it's 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 a fun rivalry
1: okay so was it uh love at first sight how did you know the courtship go
2: yeah I mean for me it was definitely I mean she's just a beautiful woman and what's amazing is you know she's so beautiful on the outside and you know I'm sure we've all met people who are really attractive yeah. and then you talk to them and you're like Ugh, okay you don't yeah. it's not really you know what I mean it doesn't match up with the looks yeah and and she's so beautiful to look at and I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm like she's so loving yeah she's so patient and kind and and sweet and just generous she you know puts everybody else ahead of her herself She's Mm -hmm. a great, you know, wife, a great mom. Uh, She takes care of her mom. And and she's just the most loving person I ever met. And I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, nobody can be that loving. (laughs) And the shoe never dropped. I'm like, oh, my God, that really is her. And, you know, because I've been with a lot of women who were not so much, not so much, let's just say.
1: So so then uh, how did you persuade her to take a chance on you? Because obviously, at that time, you were not where you are now. Oh, God, no, no, no. I I mean, I was, was, uh, when
2: I moved here to Ohio, I was in this, you know, walk-up, one-bedroom apartment, very, very modest, shall we say. Uh, Because, you know, remember, I'd been $40,000 in debt. I mean, I was just crawling out of a very deep hole financially. So, you know, I was just trying to put the pieces back together. And, you know, and she somehow fell in love with me. I can't explain it. I, all I say is, I say this all the time, good thing love is blind.
1: <laughs> I say that
2: all the time because that worked out well for me. But anyway, she's all in love with me somehow. And so I yeah. remember that because um, then we started traveling together, you know, because I'm a speaker and was going and traveling and doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had our um, engagement when I was going to propose to her. I had this plan for almost a year. I mean, it was a good at least six to you know, eight months. Mm-hmm. And the way that it happened was I knew that we were going to be going to the West Coast and it was going to be her first visit to the West Coast. Now, I'd, I'd been there many times, but she'd Perfect. never been to California. She'd never seen the Pacific Ocean before. So mm-hmm. you know, she, she grew up on a farm in Ohio. She's a farm girl, you know, and yeah. so she lived the kind of sheltered life, shall we say. But, you know, now I've shown her the world and it's been amazing. But anyway, <laughs> so it was our first time going to and for her first time seeing the Pacific Ocean. Okay. So I remember that I, I had this all planned, and uh, I drove us to uh, Coronado Beach, right Uh-oh. outside of San Diego, you know, beautiful mm-hmm. location. And um, we were standing there on the beach, and I had the ring in my pocket, and I was so nervous. And I <laughs> said, you know, we were actually, you know, sunset. And I, yeah. said, I, I had my arms around I said, gosh, you know, this is, this is so great, isn't it, honey? You know, this is, this is almost perfect. And um. she looked at me like, what do you mean almost perfect? And I said, let's see what could make this even better. Oh, I know! And then I got down on my knee and proposed.
1: Oh, you did!
2: She yeah. said yes, yeah. so it was very romantic, and uh, it was it was really fun. So yeah, that was I had that planned for months and months.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, then,
2: yeah. and then we had our wedding, which was great. And uh, our mm-hmm. many people said that we should be wedding planners because she and I wow. planned the whole thing, and it was like military precision. Everything was great from the food to the, you know, the the bouquet yeah. and. Uh, the d i picked out all the songs and the dj said man no i've done 500 weddings this is the best wedding song this is the best, <laughs> best wedding songs i've ever seen the best playlist i should say he said this is yeah. the best playlist i've ever seen i'm like well you're welcome anyway so it was it's been yeah.
1: now people who want to write a book and if yeah. they want to work with you mm-hmm. um i'm i'm curious because Actually, I'm in the middle of writing a book that I didn't even know I was going to write. I My children gave me one of these uh, gifts where uh-huh. you write, uh, you answer questions, and it gets put together, and it's a fabulous yeah. idea. Yeah. And it gets put into a book, which is, you know, memoir, very painful mm-hmm. to write, very difficult to write. Yeah. Now, you work with nonfiction. Mm-hmm that true? Do you ever do memoirs or have you written your memoir? I, I could do a memoir,
2: but I don't really want to. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason for that is they're just so hard to market. They're really hard, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, unless you're a celebrity. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's just tough because, yeah. and, and this is the thing that I say to my clients all the time, or, you know, people who want to hire me and they say, no, I want to write my life story. And I say, I'm sorry, but nobody cares. Yes. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Sorry you know, unless you have a message or, you know, a thing you're going to help them with, um, you yeah. know, unless your name's Kim Kardashian or something, you know, I mean, yeah. then, you know, yeah, yeah, you're a celebrity. Well, of course, yeah. but, you know, so I really wouldn't <laughs> write my memoirs because I don't think anybody would care. You know, that's why I keep pumping out these nonfiction books that help people get a result, you know, how to make more in 12 weeks than you did in the past 12 months, how to be a seven figure expert, how to have $100,000 months while taking more time off, you know, how to change your brain, how to have power at you know what I mean? So I'm always giving you a result and I find that's just easier to sell. So that's why I choose to do that.
1: Oh, I I agree with you completely. And the nice thing about what I'm doing with this book is it's just for my family. And it's it's a small edition and it's something the grandkids can, you know but but what I'm finding a legacy is even bigger than a book is that this show is on Facebook uh, YouTube. Yes. And over a hundred different podcasts. And so all of a sudden, if anyone wants to know many years down the road what I would like, they can just turn to tune in and listen to you and I. That's right. right. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's happening in the world. And it's an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're going to take a break and I'm going to share some other priceless personalities with you, just like Noah, have you ever met someone who was unforgettable, someone who has touched your heart and soul, people who have faced difficult problems, people who have struggled to find solutions, people who fearlessly shared their stories, people who have not only informed you, but inspired you, people who have priceless personalities. I have been fortunate to host an internet radio talk show called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. And it has been my privilege to interview hundreds of guests. My guests have shared their stories, their struggles, their secrets, and their successes in their own words. In this book, we're talking about people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, runaway kids, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, Welcome back with Noah St. John, and uh, at the back of his book, Jack Canfield, who is the creator, the fabulous creator of Chicken Soul for the Chicken Soup for the Soul. <laughs> he writes, Noah has discovered one of the most significant breakthroughs in the study of success in decades. That's saying a lot. Getting something from him, and your latest book, The Figure Experts. People can get that by going to. Yeah,
2: so of, this is the new book. It's called the yeah. Seven Figure Expert: mm-hmm. Your Ultimate Guide to a Life of More Impact, Influence, and Financial Freedom. Very easy. By the way, this book is free. You can get this book for free because you're watching and listening to this program right now. All right, so just go here. It's seven. Very easy to remember: Seven Figure Expert Book. That's it. Seven Figure Expert Book. Easy to remember. The book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. Uh, we ship anywhere on planet earth. We actually just got, uh, I was checking the orders recently. We just got an order from an entrepreneur in Uganda and it's very expensive to ship books to Uganda. I found out, but anyway, uh, <laughs> anywhere, us, Canada, UK, Germany, you know, Australia, wherever you are. So seven figure your ultimate guide to a life of more, more impact influence and financial freedom. And in this book, I give you my seven figure expert formula. Remember, I think the formula system And um, it's it's got lots of illustrations. All of my books have illustrations and, you know, lots of examples and real life case studies so that, you know, uh, that you can do it, too. You know, you can literally add that multiple six or seven or even eight figures to your expert business, uh, just like I've helped a lot of other people do.
1: And, you know, I want to add that um, if you have like my. Grandchildren, and I have some grandchildren who are doing some in- interesting internships. Hmm. One of them's working in uh, Kansas City at Harris Casino, and he's having the time of his life. Wow! And they they're doing the uh, game show Deal or No Deal, and he's part of the promotion, and he's the MC. And so the first show he did. Um, they got down to the last suitcase and the man chose to take, they offered him $1,200 or what's in the suitcase. He took the $1,200 and my grandson opened the suitcase and there was Ah. Ah. (laughs) $10,000. So that brings me to share with us your experience on the game show concentration.
2: Yes. Well, this was in the uh, early uh, 90s, actually 1989, I had just uh driven across the country from Maine to Los Angeles uh, in my 1977 Buick Riviera. And oh. I went to LA because I wanted to be a movie star. That was my dream to be a movie star. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, what was funny was I grew up on stage from the age of three. Uh, my father uh, worked at a summer theater in Kennebunkport, Maine. And so oh. my brother and I would get on stage and do uh, we would do Ernie and Burt from Sesame Street. You know, oh. we would act out those, those skits from Ernie and Burt. Uh-huh. I was always Ernie. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so from a very young age, you know, I got to be very comfortable on stage in front of people and so forth. So anyway, yeah. I decided at the age of 22, I said, let's go to LA, let's be a movie star. Well, Hollywood was underwhelmed by my performance, shall we say. And so <laughs> I did not become a movie star, gosh darn it. But I had also been studying the game show concentration. And for those of you who don't remember that, it was a really great show. Alex Trebek yep. was actually the host back then, so he yep. was actually double doing double duty. He was uh, hosting Concentration and Jeopardy way back then. Of course, then Concentration was canceled, but I, I love that game. And it was it was basically a Pictionary game that you would make these uh, you would yeah. have to match these uh, uh, numbers and, and then solve the puzzle. Anyway, I I was great at it. I, I, I studied it for six months. Okay. and i got on the show and i literally in my head this is a true story i said all i want is to win a trip to hawaii or australia and okay. that's exactly what happened that's all i want i want a trip to hawaii all paid for oh, uh, wow. i stayed at the hilton hawaiian village and that, and i was 3 seconds away from winning a new car i did not win a new car and oh. that was it so I, I i it was so that's when i started to learn this was long before by the way I, I discovered my power habit system and how the mind actually works because uh, I, I realized that I literally told the universe exactly what to do, and the universe did it,
1: exactly what I said. You uh, That's what works. You know, I have a game show history, too. I was wow. on Joker's Wild with Jack Barry.
2: Yes, I love that show.
1: And the neighbors with uh, Regis Philbin, And, of course, we were on Family Feud with mm. Dawson, who really does kiss all the women.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, he did. Wouldn't fly so much today.
1: (laughs) And and at at one point, I had been on so many game shows that I was ineligible. So then I got hired to be like a when they did the uh, practice or the pitches for the show. I was a professional contestant. Nice. Here I was a mom in the suburbs with four kids, and they were giving me $100 a day. Can you imagine? <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Goodbye, husband. I'm off to game show.
2: Right. Oh, it's that's a, great. That sounds like to, that sounds like fun
1: to do. And now my my grandson, who's an MC for the game show, I said, "So well, after college, what do you want to do?" And he says, "Well, I'd like to be a, a game show <laughs> MC." And I said, "I don't think they have a major in that." <laughs> But
2: well, look, now he's doing it. That's wonderful.
1: So speaking of grandchildren, I also want to uh, suggest to our listeners that these books are fabulous books to share with young people, because what better time for them to get these incredible, I, I call it his secret sauce. And he certainly has the Midas touch. So this is stuff that uh, should be shared. And it's not just for us uh, old farts, but... <laughs> It's something young people can really take in and do something with. And it's uh, I, what I like is it's a step-by-step how to do it. Yes. And there's no BS going on here. This is an amazing uh, book, 22 books, unbelievable. Yeah. When you look at your career, do you have, uh, I don't know if I've asked you this before, but do you have any regrets?
2: I have tons of regrets. Paying all those clowns all that money. <laughs> so, yeah, I have yeah. a spreadsheet of all the people that I paid and got nothing. So, yes, I regret giving them all my money. So, yeah, I've got a lot of regrets. And, you know, I, I look, I've, I've made millions. I've lost millions. I still have a smile on my face. So, you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely regret trusting those guys because what I realized is what I said already. They're great at selling themselves. They're great self markers great self-promoters. But they suck at teaching. They can't teach them out of a paper bag. Like I said, also, uh, it's so funny to go on social media. Everybody's posting about this now. What I've been telling everybody for 10 years is you just got to do your homework. You've got to do your research and make sure that whoever you're going to hire, because we all need a coach, a mentor. You know, it's too hard nowadays. It's, there's just too much complexity out there. So I'm not saying don't have a coach. You definitely want to have. You need to have a coach, really. And yeah. you even need more than one for whatever. If you want to write a book or create an online course or whatever it might be. The point is, just make sure you do your homework. Make sure they have a system. That is the key point. Make sure it's not just their only success stories themselves. That's the key point. If they're only success stories themselves, then make sure you run the other way. Come see me. Go to BreakthroughWithNoah.com. By the way, you can go there. That's how you can find out about coaching with me. BreakthroughWithNoah.com. I'm known as the Breakthrough Coach because I help people get six, seven, eight-figure breakthroughs in record time. Breakthroughwithnoah.com. Just watch the video there. There's an 11-minute video. You can apply to, you know, get coaching from me. Breakthroughwithnoah.com. And again, I'll just reiterate. Remember, the book is free. Sevenfigureexpertbook.com.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to go and order that book, and I'm going to order it for some of my my grandchildren. (laughs) They'll
2: love it. They will it.
1: Yeah. we're we're going to be spending next week. We're taking them on a cruise. Well, there's going to be uh, twenty of us oh for celebrating our fifty third wedding anniversary. Oh. And someone said, "Well, how do you get all your family together for something like that?" And I said, "Well, when it's our nickel, everyone, you know." Yeah. Pretty easy, right. <laughs> That's not too tough. Said, we could be going to Antarctica and i yeah. all be able yeah. to make it. Hey, Grandma's fan, let's go. Yeah, but it gets back to what you talk about. You talk about time, energy, relationships, and then money, yes. lastly. And time and relationships, they're right up there at the yes. top of my list. No and I think for people who are trying to uh, create success, you need to go to noah st john's website and check in with him and noah thank you so much for jumping in with me today because you have solved my my uh, guest situation (laughs) anytime i'm always here for you
2: january i love talking to you
1: oh i love talking to you too and for our listeners we hope you've enjoyed our time together again today we've tried to be very informative and noah has been very inspiring My upcoming guests will all be eclectic, exciting, and energizing, just like Noah was today. My 80-year-old thought for the day, like all older people, I have many hidden talents. I just wish I could remember where I hid them. So there you go. (laughs) Signing off from the Glitter Granny. Remember, stop whining, start smiling, and if that doesn't work, then you can just start eating chocolate, dark chocolate, lots and lots of it. Take care and stay safe.
0: We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.